welcome to another episode of the Tales and Trials of Research. My name is Brooke, and I am the student assistant at the Undergraduate Research Initiative. And my name is Merle Massey, and I'm the coordinator of Undergraduate Research. And today we have with us Rachel Thatcher. Welcome, Rachel. Hi, ladies. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, thanks for coming and joining us. Rachel, tell us about uh, your degree. What degree are you pursuing at USASC? What year are you in? Tell us about you as a student here at USASC. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, uh, I, I started out in 2018 and I came to university to uh, become a nurse. Uh, this was after spending about two, 14 years in the service industry as a cook and a waitress and whatnot. Um, so anyways, I decided to come back and become a nurse. And in my second year, COVID happened. And, um, and oddly enough, at the same time, I was taking a history of medicine course. Um, right after taking a health and environment planning course uh, in the geography department and they both just kind of shifted my understanding of how we can affect health so I shifted my degree and uh, now I'm pursuing a health studies degree um, with focus in culture and environment I think that's hopefully absolutely hopefully I'm going to go fabulous. for a minor in history, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if I can fit it in. Well, that well that warms my heart because, of course, I'm a historian. So uh, any, anyone who wants to pursue history, that, that, that extra brownie points for me. Tell oh. us about, so you're, that's great. Tell us about uh, what fire class did you take and, and, uh, and which, which class was it? And tell us about how it was structured. Um, so that was the Geography uh, 165. Um, I, yeah, I didn't know the course was going to have a fire project, but uh, once I found out that it did, I was very happy. <laughs> um, so I had never actually worked on a group project before, um, but I remember there was, oh gosh, that was just a, a very full year. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't remember the exact, the exact structuring of the fire project. Um, the biggest thing that I remember was the group work that I did once I got together with a group. Um, it was kind of a everybody pick your own group and you know how everybody gets when you're in a room of 300 people and everybody looks to the side and gets all shifty and I don't know who I'm going to have in my group and uh, I ended up being one of the people who walked up to the end of the or to the front of the class at, at the end and was like I don't have a group and yeah and somebody from behind me had seen me and was like hey you <laughs> come join our group and and that was wonderful I got to meet a whole bunch of different people from uh, lots of different uh, colleges, which was so much fun, and got us a lot of amazing perspectives on our on our project. <laughs> I think that that's a really fabulous uh, 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 and insightful um, thing. So, so you had lots of people in your group from different colleges. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we had uh, one girl was from math and statistics, and we had another girl from the College of Agriculture, and another fellow from. Gosh, was he in biomedical sciences or biochemical sciences? Bio something. <laughs> um, and then there was another girl who was in the geography and planning, college of geography and planning. And yeah, just the conversations between us was was just amazing. I just hearing the different perspectives of how each each or each college is um, um, presenting that goal of research is is an interesting interesting phenomenon. <laughs> it's. Yeah, it sounds like you guys all came with quite different skill sets as well, which definitely would have would have contributed to to your group in different ways. I have a question though. So, it was a geography yeah, class. What was the professor for that class? Be. 
yeah, no, Dr. Paul Hackett was the professor for that course. Um, yeah, it was it was an awesome course overall. Uh, he actually came and did a um, one of the classes in my medical history course about uh, issues in the north that he was helping to pursue um, different health avenues up up north. So that was very interesting research, which I'd like to get more in touch with him about, but. On top of all the Paul's a very approachable guy, so I can see right that now. if you if there, he is exactly very, if there was something that nice yeah guy. if there was something that you wanted to talk to him yeah he's really great and he's been a he's been a fire uh, faculty professor for years so to, tell us a little bit about your particular research, right. research project what did you guys look at oh so we looked at uh, bling uh, diamonds uh, we were to pick um you know a topic um, some oh how did they phrase it. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to pick my words here a little bit. Um, anyway, That's okay. We, we did diamonds, and it was eye-opening. Uh, and not in the sense that, like, you know, blood diamonds and diamonds, the, the procurement of diamonds is terrible, and, it, and not so much in that sense, but it was eye-opening um, in terms of the research that we found that in Canada for um, ethically mining diamonds, yeah, I, I had no idea that that was that we had as much diamond mining in Canada and ethically sourced as we do um, and what that could mean for diamond mining around the world. It was, it was very interesting. <laughs> it sounds absolutely fascinating. Of course, you know, we all have these connections to diamonds, you know, it, it's, it's it, diamonds mm -hmm. are girl, girl's best friends. So they say, uh, at least that's the old saying. <laughs> well, what about so some of the, the skills? The yeah. Were you oh, more sorry, on the social end and, and the... Uh... No, uh, actually, the wastewater end was where I started to get really curious. Because um, I had no idea, like, you know, I learned a lot about the mining of the diamonds in Africa and how that was causing a lot of problems to drinking water in uh, poor communities that had didn't have the money to... And weren't getting the money from the diamond mine to be able to clean the water properly to live and not get malaria. <laughs> um, and just the way that we're doing it here and there's still places to improve which yeah i just found that interesting and i would love it made me want to take courses in uh, hydrology it's i think the most frustrating thing i found about doing these research projects was realizing how many more courses i want to take <laughs> I think that's fabulous that it just op opens up your your uh, mind and your energy and your interests to so many other things. In Very in terms so. of thinking about that particular, yeah, it's awesome. In terms of thinking about that research experience, the, your fire project, what were some of the uh, um, things that you might have learned as you conducted the project? Not so much the content, but but other skill sets that you'd learned from doing a fire project. Um, I would absolutely say the way we presented the research. So when we when we were all sitting down, like we had all uh, divided up the duties. So we had one fellow who uh, wrote the intro, one, you know, one person who kind of collected the data for the results section, one person who collected the section on methods. And the interesting part was that we hadn't, we, we kind of misunderstood what the method section was. And it wasn't until we talked to one of the TAs and, and then kind of sorted it out with our paper of how we were supposed to present the methods of how we had attained our, our research, not as opposed to the methods of, of what was going on in our research. <laughs> and um, 
so yeah, just the setting up of the of the report, I found it was different. It was different than anything I had, I had done before, having an analysis section um, with charts and graphs and and uh, comparative analysis on these things was was something I had not done before, and it kind of opened my eyes to uh, to how much effort really goes into those. It is. It's it's quite fascinating to learn about the process of research, sort of from the inside, from actually conducting it yourself, rather than just reading someone else's journal article and kind of sleeping yes, your way yeah. through it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly having to actually set down who was going to write this and how it was going to get written and how it was going to connect to all the other parts of the thing having to do that um, that communal group work as opposed to just one person sitting in front of a computer and saying this is how I want it done <laughs> as, um, as opposed to having to say to another person no I don't like that exactly how can we readjust that or let's get the group opinion on this to see because maybe I'm off you know like um, I, I found that really eye-opening um, just for how to attain research and present it. I think that's phenomenal. And when you guys chose to present it, I know that in that particular class, you usually do a bit of a um, um, presentation right to the whole class. How did that work? Did, did one person present or did all of you present? Uh, well, so like I said, it was, it was group work and, and some people feel more uh, comfortable presenting than others. So, yeah, it uh, mostly we just had one or two people who felt the most um, dramatically inclined <laughs> to uh, present <laughs> the research. Um, yeah, however, looking back, I wish we would have each um, kind of presented from our own perspective because I, I, thinking back, I realized we didn't really get the girl who did the methods because she wasn't as comfortable speaking, didn't, you know didn't say her part and, and how that affected her, her idea. And I, I'm thinking back, I wish I had asked her. <laughs> and that's almost a secondary level. It's, it's sort of like, okay, this is what you did. How, what did you learn from that? You know, it's, it's almost like yeah. you can do two presentations for your FIRE project. You can present your, your research and what you came up with, but also like, what did you learn from doing this yeah, FIRE how project? What, how did you change? Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's almost a, a separate uh, level of presentation, but uh, but a valuable one. Do you have any particular suggestions for how fire classes could improve or or things that that uh, the University of Saskatchewan could do better to promote or support fire? Um, well, actually, I was thinking about that a little bit, just possibly about um, Connection, that was the word that was coming to mind earlier. Uh, because I found that even when we were doing that diamond mining project, it didn't really, can, I, didn't, I didn't really connect with the material until I started learning about um, the wide reaching effects and how it affected me here in my community in, in some small way. Um, just the fact that there are shops here in Saskatoon that sell diamonds and not all of them sell diamonds that were sourced here in Canada. And, you know, that's part of our economy, and that affects me in a small way. Um, but just being able to connect the research that you're doing from far away to somewhere close to home um, in some way. I, I just found that, I personally, I find that very important for, for really learning anything is um, how does it matter to me, uh, in a sense. 
and how how I can better explain ask, to other people is how does it matter to them? <laughs> you know, how does agriculture matter in other countries? Well, do you drink beer? Do you eat food? All right. Start worrying about climate change and agriculture in other countries. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, I think that's really, really cool because I honestly hadn't thought of that. So much of like research that you do is like, especially at the undergrad level, like I took a um, a lot of classes in science and things and a lot of it is very theoretical it's on a very abstract level it's pretty hard to like relate it back to yeah. yourself so yeah I think being able to do that that would be um, I, a really I, good I, step uh, I definitely found that to be my relatability being my friend in, in lots of first year classes because <laughs> yeah no that's <laughs> otherwise really great. It, it's, it's very very cerebral stuff right that it's hard to hard to really connect why am I learning this actually you know yes. what you know what I was in my chem lab the other day and somebody did ask the TA, why are we learning this about um, enantiomers of chemical molecules? But um, obviously not everybody <laughs> cares for those reasons. <laughs> no, I think um, being able to relate it back locally too is really awesome just because, yeah, it's, it's good to recognize where you come from and what's around you every day. Um, have you pursued or are you planning to pursue any other opportunities to research at, while you're doing your undergraduate degree? Uh, I hope so. Um, like I said, I was uh, hoping to take a, another course in hydrology and um, yeah, just uh, I'd like to take more nutritional courses. And actually, I was listening to your podcast and I heard that there was a nutritional course 230 that offers a fire program. Yes, sure, it's professionalism it's, and nutrition practice. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yes, because I, I love the nutrition 120, uh, the 120. It was amazing. And yeah, I, I've just always had a, an interest in how water affects us and how getting clean water or not having access to clean water is a majorly effective trait to how we're able to learn and, and grow as a community and et cetera. And of course, with the Global Institute for Water Security being right here on campus, then there's another opportunity to perhaps um, uh, get in touch with some faculty who are also pursuing research and seeing if you can get a part of any of their labs or, or field research or any Good of those call. sorts of things. Yeah, it's absolutely a way to go. I was I was quite intrigued by what you said around um, Paul Hacka's class and how to how to relate it back, you know, to yourself and to kind of relate it back to your own life. You might be interested to know that his uh, most recent version of the Geography 130 FAR class that just happened this this past fall actually used City of Saskatoon data, and so all of the students had City of Saskatoon projects, uh, health related and community related projects, and so it was very much close to home. Something about that where he was talking about if we were to build a new hospital. Geographically, where would it make the most sense uh, in a city like Saskatoon? Um, that, yeah, I remember him talking about that and showing us all kinds of maps and the demographics and in which areas of the city and which ones had money, which ones didn't, and which ones would need the most access and which ones had the most um, farmers, farming communities around the edge of the city, etc. It was, uh, yeah, it was a very, very interesting course. It really, really opened my mind to. Uh, <laughs> to all the interconnection that goes on. It is, it's, it's, it's quite a fascinating course. Do you have, so thinking back on your own FIRE experience, do you have any particular pieces of advice for other undergraduate students who might be in the middle of a FIRE, of a fire project? Um, don't be afraid of your TAs or the teachers um, or the librarians. Uh, I'm sure they're 
hoping that somebody will email them, uh, wanting them to help be nerdy about finding information. And, you know, <laughs> they um, definitely talk to people. Talk about your research. Talk about it with your families. Talk about it with your peers, your teachers. Talk about it with everybody. That's absolutely my suggestion. Uh, because before you know it, you have inspiration coming from places you, know, you never would have expected. Yes, and as a former fire research coach also, um, I said it last podcast and I'll say it again, um, there's no such thing as bothering uh, your TAs or your research coaches. I always got excited when I saw an email <laughs> with a question that I could answer and it made me feel yeah. uh, very needed and glad that I could help in some way and make someone's life in a course um, in their first couple years of school a little bit easier. So yeah, for sure. Don't Absolutely. be scared to email <laughs> any time of day or night. If I'm asleep, I won't answer. And that doesn't mean I'm ignoring it, you know, <laughs> like just do it all the time. Whenever. Like you're not getting up at four o'clock in the morning? <laughs> no, I'm not much of a morning person to be quite honest. Those 830 classes used to really get me. <laughs> Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> I think I think the skill of being able to reach out and ask for help is probably one of the most important skills that you learn as an undergraduate student and the faster and the sooner that you learn that skill, the easier your your undergraduate experience will be. Absolutely. 100%. I coming back to school after so many years out of university, I I wondered if it would be, you know, more difficult for me to to talk to people and 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 get help, but I, I realize now that after working in the industry for so long, if you don't ask for help, you're going to get in trouble and nobody wants to get into trouble <laughs> where the, that they can't get themselves out of. So ask for help first, um, you know, and there's no question too small. Absolutely. There is no question too, st too small. We absolutely agree. Where Actually, do you think... That on, sorry. No, go ahead. Of asking no, no question too small. On the podcast that I had listened to, um, Sydney, I think, uh, was the m most recent one that you don't have up on the yes. site yet. Um, she was talking about working in a lab and having all types of, um, you know, new equipment to learn how it works and how that's going to affect your data and whatnot. And it just, it reminded me so much of working in a kitchen and understanding that the back left corner of the right hand side oven is the one that works best <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> et cetera, you know, or learning to, you know, just pop the convection up and oven on the right hand top side, just, just give it a good whack and it'll work fine. You know, like <laughs> just knowing little things about your about your setting, about your lab, about your about your boss, your professor, whoever you're working with is no no bit of information is too small. <laughs> just pull your best Fonzie move. Give it a give it a good schwack in the right spot. Hey. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Mind <laughs> you, I might be the only one who understands who Fonzie is. So <laughs> well Rachel, no, you do. Not so. at all. <laughs> I'm a little in the dark here, not going to lie. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, just Google, uh, Google Happy Days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Google Happy Days and Fonzie, and it'll come up for you. Yeah, uh, Rachel, thanks right so much for being with us today. Do you have any final thoughts, any, any final pieces of advice or words of wisdom that you want to pass on to other students? Oh, I don't know about words of wisdom. Um, when I was in school, I would have said, go to the library talk to the librarians or go to the writing center um but we don't have that right now so get in touch with the librarians and get in touch with the writing center if you need them I'm sure we do have it online <laughs> so they definitely still have tutors if people are listening they do have tutors available and everything to go over your writing it's just not in person so there will be that little bit of delay getting back yeah. but they are still but it's worth there it. so 
Yeah, definitely utilize them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because because the the writing the writing center is one of the most interesting places and spaces to connect with others. But it's also one of the one of the best ways to learn. Because of course, communic- It's one thing to do the research and to discover mm-hmm. something new, but you have to be able to share that knowledge absolutely. with other people. Yeah, it's no good learning a, a, an amazing new recipe if you can't teach it to anybody else. <laughs> It's surprising that you I mean, didn't go into business, um, and pharmacy like and nutrition. Money, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Rachel, thank you very much for joining us today. It was really, really fascinating yeah, to have you. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Yeah, and I definitely uh, can reiterate her. The, I think the main takeaway from this whole podcast is connect with others and connect all of your work back to yourself. And it'll be a... Uh, success for you academically and professionally and however you decide to use it in the future so that's really great thank you rachel that actually was a really interesting point for me (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) brilliant take care